Hello again, Centerpoint, and welcome to today's Daily Devotional. I hope this finds you well wherever you are and however you're listening to it. For my new set of Daily Devotionals, which we began last time uh, on Saturday, is we'll be looking at the Book of Acts. And the Book of Acts follows uh, what happens in the New Testament directly after Jesus' death and resurrection. Uh, last time we looked at really the overall purpose of the book of Acts, that it's threefold. It's looking first at how this new community of Jesus' followers is rooted in God's old promises, uh, that God is not dismissing his old promises, but he's still fulfilling them uh, through the church. Secondly, it's looking at what is happening with the Lord Jesus. What is the Lord Jesus' current activity? Where is he at work and what's he doing? And thirdly, the purpose of the book of Acts is that it's looking and following the Spirit's effective presence. Now that we see in chapter 1, when Jesus leaves, he leaves the Spirit. And what is the purpose of the Spirit, and how is the Holy Spirit at work through the church? Now we looked at, you could call it, instead of calling it the Acts of the Apostles, you could call it the Acts of the Holy Spirit. Because God is the primary actor. He is the one doing the work and accomplishing his tasks through his church and through his disciples. Broadly, you could break the book of Acts up into two parts. Uh, perhaps this is a familiar concept to you. The first 12 chapters of the book of Acts follows what is happening with the apostles, the original apostles, the 11, uh, and they become 12 here in chapter 1, and how is God at work through their ministry. And then the last 16 chapters of Acts follows uh, this man named Saul, who becomes Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ. And so Acts is a beautiful expression and a beautiful picture and a, a history of what happens to the church. What happens to the church when Jesus leaves, when he ascends, and he leaves us with the Holy Spirit? And what has he called us to do? Acts chapter 1 is uh, broken up really into three parts. The first four verses being an introduction to the, to the book. Uh, the next five verses, verses 6 through 11, which is what we'll look at today, is the primary command to his disciples. Uh, Jesus' primary command to his disciples about what they're to do. And really, that command is the theme throughout the whole book of Acts, and we'll see that as we study it together. And then the last verses of uh, the book of Acts, all the way to the end of the chapter, are talking about making the twelve whole again, the calling of the new apostle uh, to go do the work that Jesus has called them to do. So, with that being said, let's look at Acts chapter 1, verses 6 through 11, uh, to see what Jesus, as he's ascending and be, being called away from earth, calls his church to do, empowered by the Holy Spirit. Now, would you read with me? Then they gathered around him and asked him, that them being his disciples, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? He said to them, It's not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes to you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? The same Jesus who has been taken away from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. 
Uh, we see in these verses uh, Jesus' command to his disciples. You know, they ask him, uh, is everything going to come about right now? Are you going to fulfill everything at this moment to restore the kingdom of Israel? And he tells them, you know, it's not, it's not for you to know the time. But here's what is going to happen. You will receive power from the Holy Spirit and you will be my witnesses. That is Jesus' word to his followers, to us, to the church. That A, he's still going to fulfill his promises. And that B, we are to be his witnesses. We are to be his witnesses. And not just that we're to be his witnesses on our own power, but that we are empowered by the Spirit to be witnesses to who Jesus is, to Jerusalem, to Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Well, one commentator uh, mentioned that, you know, it's easy to see perhaps to a Jewish audience if you were to call them to go to Jerusalem and to Judea and Samaria, uh, perhaps the, this Jewish audience would be saying, oh yes, we're to preach who Jesus is to the Jews. But no, he calls them to go even to the ends of the earth. One of the things that the book of Acts is explaining and is showing is how this gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ, came to come to the Gentiles. Uh, we know that uh, Paul, in much of his work, is preaching. He says that he's called to be an apostle to the Gentiles, called to preach the good news to the Gentiles. And so how does this gospel come to them if it was primarily for the Jewish people? But we see here the full purpose of God, that just as back in Genesis 12, God called Israel to be a blessing to all nations, so too here Jesus is calling his disciples to be witnesses to him, to Jerusalem, to Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. That this good news, the good news of Jesus Christ, is for everyone, Jew and Gentile alike. It is for everyone. Jesus calls his church to be engaged in the mission of the world, a mission to the world. And they can do so because they're empowered by the Spirit and they know that Jesus fulfills the promises that he's given to them. They're called to be witnesses. We're called to be witnesses to the ends of the earth. Uh, which is both a geographic and an ethnic uh, command, that not just to the ends of the earth, not just to get to the other side of the world, but to every people group, tribe, and nation, uh, we need to preach Christ. Uh, the church is called to engage in mission to the world, knowing that Jesus' return is assured. And it's for this mission that the Spirit was sent. Friends, you and I, we are the church. We are disciples of Jesus. And this command uh, to the disciples and to the original audience of the book of Acts falls to us today as well. That we are called to be witnesses for Jesus. Witnesses for Jesus uh, both near and far and even far to the ends of the earth. And witnesses not just on our own power or by our own volition or our own advocacy, but we're called as a command of God. And we're empowered by the Spirit, knowing that we don't go on our own, but the Holy Spirit goes with us and for us and on behalf of us. And not just that, but knowing that God fulfills his promises, knowing that his promises are never null and void, but that what he said he will do, he does. So friends, we're commanded to go on mission for God. You know, to be honest, I as I was looking at Acts chapter 1, I wanted to avoid this verse because it's so familiar to many. 
But it's the crux of the book of Acts. God calls his disciples. Jesus is calling us to be witnesses here, there, and to the ends of the earth by the power of his spirit and because he is trustworthy and true that his promises stay. So friends, today you and I, we are called to be witnesses for Jesus Christ. That may look radically different as we shelter in place and even more radically different as we experience more change as things begin to open up. But know that you're called to be a witness of Jesus Christ, to proclaim to those around you and those far from you who he is and what he's done in your life and what he does for others. And you're to go with confidence, knowing that the Holy Spirit empowers you to do his work and knowing that God keeps his promises and that he always fulfills them. Next week, we'll be looking at Acts chapter 2, and I would invite you to read uh, that chapter in preparation. Uh, Would you pray with me? Father, we thank you so much that you have called us. You've called us to be your witnesses here, near, and far. God, we thank you that you don't send us out on our own, but that you send us empowered by the Holy Spirit. And God, not just empowered by the Holy Spirit, but with the knowledge and the truth that you fulfill your promises. And so God, just like your disciples in Acts chapter one, uh, may you send us and empower us as you have. May we go and be your witnesses. In your son's name we pray, amen.